Well, it was a big weekend for the whole of the city, but particularly as well for the hospitality industry. We have spoken uh, at length over the last few years about how the hospitality industry has suffered throughout the pandemic. And uh, this weekend was a was a big turnaround for that, for that. And then we have Paul Flannery of Flannery's in the city on the line this morning. Good morning to you, Paul. Morning, Julian. How are you? Uh, I'm very good. And also Elena Fitzgerald, President of the Irish Hotels Federation, also of Fitzgerald Woodlands House Hotel out in Adair as well. Good morning, Elena. Good morning, Gillian Paul and to all your listeners. Uh, Paul, if I can start with you, um, sometimes St. Patrick's Day gets a bit of a bad rap for the old, uh, you know, the sessions, I suppose, that go on on the day and the fact that, you know, it's it's very much a pub day. How do you feel it went yourself? Oh, listen, I think it was fantastic. I think it was so proud, made everybody feel so proud to be from, from Limerick City and County. The buzz and the vibrancy around the whole city was, was just fantastic all weekend. From last Wednesday, you could feel it bubbling up and St. Patrick's Day was just electric. The weather obviously played a huge factor. Everybody's out there in great form. It was just fantastic. There was a buzz. There was, listen, people went to the pub, but they were, there was plenty of people around the Limerick City and County over the whole four-day festival as such. It wasn't just a pub thing. It was the whole hospitality sector. It was, it was fantastic. It was the buzz it was, it was electric. And I believe there were tourists in town, something that we haven't seen in years either. It was it was unbelievable. It's just I just when I got the call as they're looking to, from Fulham to Florida, from, from Nina to the Netherlands. There was people from all over the place. It was great to see people from all over the country in particular, which normally you wouldn't see as much. And I think it's down to the fact that staycations over the last couple of years, people saw that Limerick is a really good option to actually go to with people coming back time and time again because they came last year, year before last, because they were forced to, but they love Limerick. Limerick has so much to offer. The, the hospitality, the people are so friendly, and it's, there's so much to offer. So there's people from everywhere. Even last week, yesterday, we had buses from America, bus tours pulling up. So it's good. Fantastic. Yeah, it's it's great to see them all coming back. Can I ask, was, was the dreaded C word mentioned at all over the weekend? Was anybody talking about COVID? Well, they they were, but in, in a good way in terms of who could believe that this time last year and the year before that we were sitting at home driving around our, our housing estates and cars with flags out the window. That's the, the, as good as the parade got. So it was a little bit and people are still conscious. It's it's still there, but people are conscious that, uh, yeah, it, it's time to move on now and people are minding themselves and, and thinking of others as well. But yeah, it, it's good. And what's the chat amongst the tradespeople? I think it's good. I think it, it, it's, it's the business is back. Um, people were there with the extra bank holiday on Friday as well. Probably Saturday evening after the Irish match, people started to wilt because some people were out from Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, cheering on England Saturday night, which is a new thing for Irish people yeah. overall. But uh, yeah, listen, it, it's good. I think it, it, it's back. Yeah, the sport definitely helped as well. Um, Elena, are you seeing those tourists in the hotels as well? Are we getting a lot more, particularly from America, tourists coming to Ireland now? We are indeed. I suppose there's a few things that have kind of come into play, Gillian, that have kind of supported uh, more international visitors coming. So you, you've obviously the change around that your COVID certificate is no longer required for travel. You know, the passenger located forms, etc. The transatlantic service into Shannon um, also has, has been reinstated since the 13th of March. And th- that's having a huge impact already. And I suppose if we were lucky enough to see the previous week in the likes of New York, which would be one of the major hubs, that 
COVID restrictions were lifted. So it, it's an abundance of things coming together. But what I found interesting was we had a lot of people booking at very late notice um, and particularly uh, Americans in that as well. So very, very successful. And tell me as well about the the season ahead. What are you expecting uh, for the summer? Um, in terms of the summer, I suppose, look, the Ukrainian conflict um, is very much there. And, you know, it's interesting you mentioned Paul there about talking about the C word, you know, in terms of the Ukrainian conflict is, is everywhere. I was lucky enough to be at um, a tourism promotion roadshow in the States in early March. And and there, like here, that's very much, I suppose, in the picture. And for some people, particularly in the States, that sense of where Ireland is, Europe, you know, war, you know, raging in Europe as they see it, that's obviously going to be a barrier. Um, you know, you, you've got, I suppose, increases in airfares as well, which is inhibiting people coming in and potentially leaving. But I suppose the one thing that I will say is it's about balance. It's about having a balance of international visitors, having a balance of domestic visitors. And I suppose, as Paul very correctly mentioned there, people have had a great opportunity to see the great experiences across the country. And they haven't seen everything. There's so much more that they can explore. But I know that there's a huge commitment there in terms of tourism and hospitality people to make the experiences even better. And we've been very lucky to be supported by government in terms of I suppose, training opportunities and even in terms of supporting employment, particularly during the off-peak season. And that has given us a great foundation to build from. So, look, it, it's cautious optimism. Um, it, it's about getting the balance right. And I suppose very much aware of what's happening in Ukraine and how that could change everything. Yeah, and as you mentioned that, uh, I have heard that hotels are, are being used to house some Ukrainian refugees. I think Ronan Brannigan of the Savoy Hotel Group even mentioned it on, on the video that we had on our social media over the weekend. Um, what's your knowledge about that as president? Have the government been in touch about using hotels for Ukrainian refugees? Yeah, I suppose what you're seeing, Gillian, it's a coordinated approach across the country. So it's individual people, you know, taking in a Ukrainian, um, I suppose, guests or refugees. I hate the word refugees, but the reality is they are fleeing conflict. And as 10 million people have been displaced um by war in Ukraine at the moment. So even, I, I was delighted to read about Batonishta actually and his partner potentially registering, you know, and, and welcoming someone to, into their home. So we're seeing it there, but we're also seeing it in terms of hotels, guest houses. Um, I've heard of nursing homes, you know, that would have had lower capacity being brought into place. So every effort has been made to try and accommodate the people that are, are streaming into Europe and streaming into Ireland. And you have to remember as well, we're the last spot a bit more difficult to get to Ireland than mainstream Europe or mainland Europe. Um, and and so, you know, the, the journey is longer here. There's all the emotion that goes with it in terms of separation. Um, and it's important that we provide an opportunity as much as we can for people come. But I, I think we've shown our benevolence in spades. Um, you know, we're world class when it comes to, I suppose, helping out a humanitarian level. And, and this is one of the greatest humanitarian crises we're ever going to face. Your term as president is coming to an end. You had one heck of a, a term. Like, no, I'm, I'd imagine going into it, you weren't expecting to be hit by a pandemic. No, nor was anybody else in the world either. Um, I suppose, look, Gillian, it, it's funny, I'm finishing up next week and privileged to have had the opportunity to serve, I suppose, our, our hotel guest house, broader tourism and hospitality community and, and the people of Limerick and Ireland. 
Um, and, and just to say, you know, we, we all, I suppose, we all face what's in front of us. And yes, it was particularly difficult, but incredible support within our community. Um, you know, I suppose there's 270,000 people um, and, and jobs very much and livelihoods very much on the line on many occasions. And I just, you've whole communities, like Adair is a classic example. It's not even just the tourism piece, it's the retail piece. But government have been fantastic, you know, but it's it's not just about, I suppose, the economic piece. It's about how seeing frontline services in operation, those providing essential services um, and, and that. So I, I've been privileged to be part of that and, and leading um, and, you know, it, I suppose coming out of it, I suppose the highlights for me is I, I think our hotel and guest house community, we are better places in terms of work. We have better education, training, development programs. There are better career progression opportunities. We're seeing really good things like four day week, working weeks, great emphasis on health and well-being, great innovation, sustainability. And I suppose at the finish of my term now, very involved in, I suppose, trying to put measures in place to support Ukrainian people coming here, you know, be, be it in terms of accommodation or potentially, you know, other social employment opportunities. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's been quite the roller coaster, um, but we've achieved a lot. It might, it might have felt we were going backwards at times, but I do feel we've achieved a lot and we are stronger. And, you know, yes, we're taking baby steps into recovery, but great support to do that. Well, that sounds very, very positive for the years ahead. Uh, Paul, could you put an equally positive slant on the pub industry for the years ahead? Yeah, I think um, we're, we're, we've come out of it stronger as, as an industry overall. We, we listen, everyone. We know what everyone's been through at the moment over the last two years, but I think we've learned an awful lot. I think the C word has taught businesses to look at different options, be it food options outdoor offerings and basically how we how we run our business models overall so i think it's it's getting everybody something to think about it forced everybody to think about different ways of running their business so as a result i think we're in a much better place i'd like to congratulate elaine on, on what she's done i think she's a credit to her family the whole of limerick Adair, in terms of what she's done over the last term and, and best wishes to it um so listen i think it's, it's, it's good in the short term we have a lot to look forward to here in limerick alone We've, we've had a number of big things coming up from Munster and Leinster to the Riverfest to Ed Sheeran to Van Morrison. And the summer, I think, will be good overall. So I think it's it's Limerick has so much to offer for, to everybody. And I think be very proud of, of what we have overall. Absolutely. And Elena, I can't let you go without asking you your highlight over the St. Patrick's weekend. Something special out where you're from. Adair hosting their first parade in 23 years. Just amazing, amazing. I suppose the sunshine came. Um, you know, it, it was just inspired. It's one of those things that came out of the pandemic and just a great community team came together. Uh, and just to see that and the joy that it brought in terms of people who participated of all ages. Our Grand Marshal is Dolly O'Neill, a woman in her 90s who's absolutely a legend in a day or to see the kids and, and just that whole sense of, of community couldn't put a price on it. Okay, fantastic. Well, uh, I love the way St. Patrick's Day does bring communities together and really shows, you know, the talent and the, the cultural diversity that we have across the city and county. Thanks so much for joining us on the programme this morning. That's Paul Flannery and Elena Fitzgerald. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Gillian Devlin in for Joe Nash on Live 95.